But I had this moment where I was considering either getting a kegerator or use that money to buy a tri bike. Dizwins Radio, episode 794. Starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into the good stuff today, just want to uh, mention, I guess I'm going to be the, the official sponsor for today, right? I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, coaching, if you're looking for a coach, if you're thinking that maybe 2020 is the year that that you need some help or want some help, want to maybe take that that pressure of planning and training and, and, and you know putting together the right plan for you, want to take that off your plate and let somebody else handle it. So all you have to do is show up and run, show up and do the workouts as they're, as they're written. Um, that's something that I offer. And, you know, when it comes to coaching, I have a different options available, whether it's just working for one, you know, one race, like one training plan for this one race. Um, or, you know, whether it's more of an ongoing type of thing where we, we keep building from one race to the next, to the next, and really work for months, weeks and months, and maybe even years. Obviously there's no long-term commitments. It's, it's all month to month, but if you like what you what we're doing and where we're going, I've got several folks that I've been working with for, for legit multiple years. Um, so hopefully that means that I'm doing, doing something right at least, um, or at least helping them reach their goals. Right. But, uh, there's also consult calls available. So if there's something that you just want to talk through a little, a little something that you're unsure of, maybe it's an injury recovery goals, race plans, whatever it might be, we can just jump on the phone for 20 or 30 minutes and and talk you through something. Um, and then you're back on your, on your way. Um, but all those different options are available, all the information, pricing, uh, and anything else that you might need, disruns.com slash coaching. And if there's something that's not there, just reach out, shoot me an email. There's a contact form at the bottom of, of, of the coaching pages. Um, and you can just fill that out. It comes right to my inbox. I'll get right back to you on that as well. Um, and I'm not going to try to sell you. I'm just going to try to tell you the information, answer your questions, uh, as clearly and concisely as possible and allow you to decide if, if, you know, if, if investing in me as your coach or investing in yourself, I guess, or maybe investing in both of us, uh, for us to work together is what's right for you or not. And if it's not, no worries, no worries, you know, continue to ask questions. I'm, I'm going to continue to flap my app on the podcast. Hopefully you'll continue to listen. Uh, and if somewhere down the line, it makes more sense then it makes more sense. And if not, whatever we, we make it work, but, uh, disruns.com slash coaching is the link for all of that information. And again, any questions that you have, just let me know and I will answer them for you and I'll, and not try to pressure you into hiring me. Just answer your questions and let you decide what you want to do next. So, uh, now, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to stop talking here. I'm going to introduce today's guest and get us on with today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. Uh, my guest today is someone that uh, is always up for doing something epic and, and going on a bit of an adventure. Uh, after a pretty serious injury earlier this year, today's guest decided to uh, kind of take life by the horns and really go about living on his own terms. And since then, uh, he's already had some pretty awesome adventures, which um, I'm sure we're going to talk about. And uh, I know there's a lot more in the hopper that are still to come. So without any further ado, it's uh, a pleasure today to be able to welcome Mr. John Ornay to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, John. Really appreciate it. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, certainly looking forward to it. And uh, guys, if you want to kind of follow along with John and his adventures uh, and, and things upcoming, uh, johnornay.com is the website, and that's John with no H. So it's J-O-N and Ornay, O-R-N-E-E.com, johnornay.com. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, same uh, same handle as the website. Makes it real easy, at John Ornay on both social medias. Again, no H for N, or no H for John. So J-O-N-O-R-N. Uh, gosh, now I'm, now I'm I'm confusing myself, but J O N O R N E E. There we go. Now I now I got it. There you go. Give me give me a, give me a, a couple it. takes here. We'll get it right eventually. But uh, in case you're as confused <laughs> as I am, disruns.com slash seven nine four is the uh, link to take you back to the show notes, and, and we will have it linked up correctly there. Ellen 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 is is always on top of things like that. So uh, disruns.com slash seven nine four to get back to the show notes for photos, links, uh, and all of that kind of good stuff. So uh, John, uh, you know. Like I said in the intro, lots of lots of uh, exciting adventures that have, have recently taken place, uh, things that are coming up in the future, and, and we'll get into all of those as we go. But uh, we, we still have to start off the, this conversation the same way we start off every conversation, as just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Yeah, so this is a, a goofy one for me, uh, but I, I'm going to have to say 5K um, just because it's it's really the only running distance that I've raced much. Uh, I'm, I'm not your, your typical, uh, your typical, uh, person that you have on here. Uh, I'm, I'm a little more eclectic. I swim a lot. I bike a lot. I, I run a lot. I just, uh, most of my running <clears throat> the past decade has been in the middle of a triathlon. Right. <laughs> um, uh, well, at the end of the triathlon, I should say, but so, so so five, 5k is still, uh, you know, I'm 38 now, which is kind of crazy, but, um, it's still like nostalgic. I was a high school runner. I still love a track workout, even though I, I, well, and the other goofy thing, uh, I really loathe running on pavement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all, really all of my running is, um, either on the trails or occasionally on the track for a speed workout. Um, so uh, I still love 5K training on a track. Uh, every once in a while, I jump in one to see if I still got it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the short answer is a 5K, although I'm kind of going to skip a lot of distances, and I'm, I'm really getting curious about ultra running. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a really good chance I'll go from 5Ks to, <clears throat> to 50 milers uh, without really racing <laughs> halves or marathons just because uh i'm a weird guy but there you go well that's it and, and you know there's a couple things in there that that i just love about our sport in general and that you know like like yes i i know obviously on the on the show we talk a lot to people who that that race a bit more frequently um although there's certainly been a few folks that are like gosh i really don't have a race distance because like i haven't raced in you know three or four or five years um but those are sure. more the exception to the rule but the the point i'm trying to make is that um it's it's always nice to to remember that it's you know everything about our sport there is no one size fits all so if racing isn't isn't your jam uh, especially road racing that's that's cool you can still participate in the sport you can still run for fun you can still run at the end of a triathlon you can you can jump to the trails like like there's no there's no way that that you have to do it um, but uh, in that you mentioned that you ran track in high school so I'm, I'm assuming that that then you know running fitness being active has pretty much been a, a lifelong thing for you. It has. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm one of six kids. Uh, I'm the fourth of six and my, all my, all my siblings are kind of superstar swimmers. So I, I really grew up, um, in and around the pool, uh, a lot. My, my oldest brother was a national champ 
backstroker in college. So I kind of, but I'm also uh, kind of a diverse, eclectic, creative, however you (laughs) want (laughs) to, whatever nice term you want to describe my uh, wackiness with. Um, But uh, so I I was kind of the black sheep of the family. I only swam two years in high school and um, running was uh, kind of my early focus. which, you know, when you're in the middle of a, a six-kid family, you're always looking to <laughs> uh, subconsciously how you can do things different and stick out from the pack. So, uh, yeah, I was a I was a runner in high school, uh, crossing track, uh, dealt with injuries a bit. Uh, so I've learned a lot about mm-hmm. uh, taking care of your body and have really, um, as an adult, become much more holistic and uh kind of how I got into triathlons. I just really like diversifying and not just right. running, but, uh, yeah, had, have fallen in love with running, uh, really starting at whenever we started doing, I think fifth or sixth grade, we did like the timed mile and it was right. kind of like this thing I discovered early on, like, Whoa, I'm kind of, kind of naturally gifted at this. So, uh, I kind of put a lot of eggs in that basket early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start, starting early and then getting into the triathlons. Was that like pretty quick, you know, right after high school, getting into triathlons or was it a little bit later down the road? Like when did, when did you, you know, being, being eclectic and, and scratching the itch of some different, uh, different disciplines. When did, when did you kind of put them all together? Yeah. So that's uh that's a good story too. It was, it definitely was not right after high school or even college. So, uh, I'm a musician, uh, another part of my eclectic <laughs> right. self. You're just, you're just a uh, renaissance man. Yeah, something like that. So <laughs> uh, I started a band when I was 14 <laughs> with some of my good buddies. And, you know, we did the high school band mm-hmm. thing where we thought we were pretty good and we, we really weren't. <laughs> right, um, right. Yeah, we, were, we were pretty good for how old we were, but, you know, it's embarrassing to look back. Um, but was super focused on music in college. So, um, I, uh, could have run in college and kind of wish I did for the collegiate experience, but was really focused on music. Um, so did the, uh, did the music thing through college and then post college, uh, was a touring musician and toured with the band for several years. And, uh, honestly, during that time, uh, fitness was not a focus at all. I, I, <laughs> I ended up weighing, you know, uh, 20, 25 pounds more than I currently do and wasn't the uh, picture of health, but, uh, I was living the rock and roll dream. So right. it was, it was fun for a while. Uh, but really, uh, so several years out of college is when I, uh, <laughs> decided it's actually funny. I, um, got into cycling a little bit, just kind of uh, exploring. A friend introduced me to it. My brother, who was the national champ swimmer, did some triathlons back in high school and through college. And he had an old bike that he left home. Mm. <laughs> it was, uh, probably a 1988, uh, Miata <laughs> 712 for anybody who knows bikes. It was an old steel bike. Just with heavy as can be. Shifters. Yep. Oh, so heavy. Uh, so I started riding that a little bit. And, um, my brother-in-law was getting into triathlons and he bought a tri bike and he would just dust me on, Mm -hmm. on rides. And I was like, you know, I feel like you're not that much more fit than I am. (laughs) I I, I might need, it must be the bike. So I literally had this kind of, you know, you look back at your story and you have these defining moments. 
and uh, I was I was into uh, I, I enjoyed drinking beer. I, mm-hmm. I still enjoy drinking beer occasionally. Um, but I had this moment where I was considering either getting a kegerator, <laughs> <laughs> so I could always have a keg of beer on hand uh, for you know Monday night football viewing and whatnot with mm-hmm. friends, uh, or use that money to buy a tri bike and I ended up buying the tri bike and uh ended up having a decent little local regional triathlon uh career over here and yeah I mean I can't tell you how significant looking back it's like that just changed the trajectory totally right uh got in really good shape really fell in love with triathlon and uh that's that's kind of the story. The rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, what, it, what, yeah. what a pivotal moment of you know, if you if you got the keg rider, who knows? Maybe we'd be you'd be having this conversation, um, you know, with 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 some you know homebrew microbrew type of of podcast, and you'd be all in on on the beer side of things. But the, <laughs> exactly. the coin landed yep. on the other side, and, and you got the bike, and, and here we are. So, um, <laughs> I you know, getting back into things and, and, and moving forward and, and kind of fast forward the story a little bit to, to a little bit more present day stuff, but, um, glad to have gotten some of that, that background in there. Um, earlier this year out for, out for a ride. So, so, you know, still taking triathlons and endurance sports seriously and getting into it and, and, um, out for a ride and, and kind of that, uh, worst case scenario or almost worst, potentially worst case scenario, uh, right. where you get, uh, get clipped by a car, uh, while you're, while you're out for a ride and, and obviously, um, cars, cars versus bikes, cars versus, versus humans. Cars are, are, I think still undefeated in the, in the history of, of those interactions. Um, yeah. but, uh, take us back to, to that day earlier this year. I believe if, if you correct me from wrong, I think it was like May, something like that earlier this year. Um, yeah, May 16. Yeah. What, what, uh, what was, what was going on? What were you, what were you doing workout wise? And, and then, uh, obviously that, that put a spin on, put a damper on things for the rest of uh, the day. And for a while after that. Yeah, so uh, I was out on my <laughs> brand new to me triathlon uh, tri bike. Um, so I had just literally the week before uh, bought a new Cervelo P2, um, which uh, I, I'm a Cervelo lover. Uh, my first tri bike was Cervelo, and moved to Specialized. I was moving back, so it was my second ride on the on the new bike, getting it dialed in. I was loving it. Um, so I was doing intervals. I was training for, uh, a ride that we'll get into later. Um, but, uh, well, we, we can jump into it yeah, now. Yeah, we can jump uh, my, a little bit. My, my intent was, uh, I set some big goals for the summer. Um, and one of them was to, uh, break the cycling speed record across the state of Michigan where I live. Um, so it was 205 miles, uh, the current record was nine hours and 12 minutes, which is 22 and a half mile per hour average. Um, so I was on this training ride and was just doing intervals basically of, uh, about a 5k at like close to as fast as I can go for 5k. So, um, I was clipping around, along right around 26, 27 miles per hour for those intervals and, uh, was headed, headed straight on a on a road over here, Lakeshore Drive, headed north. There's an SUV coming south. And, you know, I, I think they probably uh, underestimated mm-hmm. the speed of my bicycle and thought, ah, we, I, can, I can turn in front of them. And uh, they turned right into me. Wow. Um, 
so yeah kind of crazy um and anytime you you know i'm not for cyclists out there you know anytime you see an oncoming car you're kind of you know i I wasn't in the aero position at that point i was like on my brakes just in case um and they slowed down so i thought you're like trying to get eye contact like you see me right um Mm. they slowed down i thought all right should be good and then all of a sudden the last minute they turned and it was it was a very significant oh no moment right right. (laughs) uh so yeah you know yelling and slamming on the brakes and uh kind of crazy i ended up um you know flying about uh the car hit my hit me and the uh, turned right into my body, so uh, hit my left leg and sent me flying about 30 feet in the air, and uh, ended up landing on the asphalt. And um, you know, it was <clears throat> laying there and uh, saying some bad words for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can be forgiven and, for those words, and that certainly in that yeah. moment, if not not any other time. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, um, but pretty, uh, pretty shortly after landing, realized, hey, I'm not dead, uh, right. which is fortunate, and was wiggling fingers and toes, and um, everything was working. So it's super relieved, because uh, yeah, for it, it's goofy what happens in those moments in life. It's like, on the one hand, it happens so fast, and on the other hand, everything's flying through your mind. Right. Um, so in the one second before I got hit and realized like there's no avoiding this, this is happening, and then through the flying through the air and not knowing how I would land, mm-hmm. to uh, finally coming to rest, if you will, <laughs> and realizing, hey, I'm alive, I'm hurt, I'm not sure how bad. Um, so uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, my leg hurt pretty bad where the car actually hit me mm-hmm. um but my leg wasn't broken which is uh huge my uh my ankle was badly sprained but other than that just some deep bruising on my leg and then somehow kind of the brunt force of of all of the impact came down on my <laughs> right elbow mm. um which basically got hacked off and the uh you know the bony part of your el- elbow is called the olecranon right. and that was floating up in my right Oof. bicep so um, that's not where it's supposed to be that's not where it's supposed to be no so i uh, needed surgery on that had surgery six days later to uh nail that back mm-hmm. into place <laughs> uh and then uh reasonably long recovery um it was uh couldn't do much with that arm for six to nine weeks right. um and so quite a bit of sitting around, which doesn't suit me well. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, and you, you know, it was kind of a, a defining moment for me though, in mm-hmm. some ways, you know, I, uh, the, the goofy part is, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was really frustrated laying on the ground. Um, but also not surprised. Uh, it's like, yeah, it, it finally happened, right. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it, car bike stuff just happens too frequently. So really kind of 
laying there questioning <laughs> why I do what I do and, <laughs> right. um, and really asking myself, like, is it worth it? Like, should I, should I give in and sit around? Uh, mm. uh, and you know, in that starting in that moment and kind of processing over the next few weeks and still processing to some degree, but, um, you know, I kind of realized in that moment, like, Hey, this, this is my one life. Uh, I'm really thankful I'm alive and that wasn't a fatal Mm -hmm. crash. Um, and I want to do everything I can to be smart and take precautions. But beyond that, uh, I, I want to live life doing the things I love. And if I die doing the things I love, uh, that'll be tragic, but I, I, I just can't take the sedentary safe path. Mm-hmm. I gotta, mm-hmm. gotta keep getting after it. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, I feel like, you know, that, that last statement of if, if, you know, if, if, if something happens, there's an accident and you, you die doing the things you love, obviously, yeah, that would be not ideal. It would be tragic. Um, but, but I always feel like, man, better, better to go out that way than, you know, you hear the stories of somebody who dies at a marathon or something like that. And it's like, yeah, that, that sucks. And it's sad. And it's not fun for the family, of course, but it's like, man, if, if, if I could go ahead and pick, like, I'll, I'll take that one, you know, S- sign me up for, for, you know, having a heart explosion at, at mile 20 of a marathon in, in 25 years. Like, uh, like, you know, n- not <laughs> ideal, but, uh, beats, right? beats some of the, uh, alternatives, but, but uh, without going too, too grim down, down that rabbit hole, um, you know, l- like, like I said, leading up to it. And, and like you said as well, I mean, you know, obviously it, it sucks what happened, uh, and, and to have that type of injury, have that type of recovery process and, and to be like, well, damn, like, like, yeah, this is, this is always a possibility, but, but here we are, we, we realized it. Um, but on the flip side, obviously could have been much worse, you know, to have quote unquote, only, uh, a fractured elbow as the, as the main injury out of that situation is, is, I don't know, about as good as you could have probably hoped for when it's, when, if you're really going to be honest about it. Um, yeah. but, but like you said, kind of really in that, in that recovery process of, of changing the focus of like, all right, I'm going to do the things I want to do. I'm going to go on some of these adventures and whatnot. Um, you'd already planned this, this to, to do this attempt to, to ride the bike across Michigan, which is something that, that you did this, this summer, or, you know, I guess fall after, after the injury, after you, you healed. Um, yeah. so, so it's not like, you know, if I'm, if I'm putting the pieces together here, it's not like this was this big aha moment of like, I'm going to start doing some crazy things, maybe be more intentional about it after the accident. But, but where were, you know, I guess probably before the, the accident, you know, you started to th- have some of these thoughts of doing, you know, riding the bike across Michigan and setting the new, new record and whatnot, we, we, you know, going back to, to when did those ideas, when did those ambitions start to be something that you were working towards instead of quote unquote, just training for triathlon races <laughs> or, or things like that, but to really try to do something pretty, pretty, you know, awe-inspiring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right. Uh, the, the crash didn't really set me on that course. It more or less helped me to double down on, mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on the course I'd already set. Um, uh, it, you know, I, so I, I just was ready for a, a new different challenge. I got, I got really into tries, um, you know, about 10 years ago and, <laughs> Uh, started doing sprint tries just, um, you know, in Michigan, Wisconsin, and really, really loved it. Uh, and like anything new, uh, you get better, mm-hmm. uh, better and better, uh, pretty significantly early on. So 
anything you you do, it's, it, the first couple of years are just exciting because it's like right. improvement, improvement, improvement. Um, and so, so it was great. I had I had some uh, success, won won a number of races around here, um, and loved it. And you know, at the end of the day, was kind of uh, I I still train. Yeah, I, I train like a triathlete just because I really love all three disciplines. Um, and I, I train a lot more than I race, uh, cause I love the lifestyle. Right. Um, but the racing thing had kind of just lost the allure for me. Um, kind of to a large extent I'd been there, done that and just was kind of interested in a different kind of format. Um, and I've always been a little bit drawn to, uh, spectacles. <laughs> Just, I, I, I like dreaming and scheming new different things. So, mm. um, uh, yeah, the cycling speed thing across the state. Um, I love, I, I've just gotten more into long distance cycling. Um, I'm just, I had a hunch that I could go pretty fast for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, but honestly wasn't sure that the longest I had ridden at one time, uh, before this year, it was 145 miles, um, and the record I was going after was 205 miles. Uh, so, <laughs> a I'd never even gone that far, right. uh, let alone um, at a fast pace. Um, but uh, and then the other thing, uh, so I, I should clarify that um, we uh, I didn't do alone. I did it with four other cyclists. So um, we were doing going after the team uh, team time trial record. Gotcha. Uh, which uh, which is faster, obviously, than the solo record. But um, I love riding bikes. I, my favorite way to ride a bike is with others. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I wanted to give it a try. I had a hunch we could we could go fast, and uh, I wanted to do that. And then the other the other record I had in mind for the summer was to swim far. <laughs> um, <laughs> so th- there's all these islands in lake michigan uh or there's uh, throughout the great lakes but mm-hmm. um a couple of the more iconic ones are uh north and south manitou uh up, up north northern michigan uh and they're about seven miles uh, depending on where you leave from uh seven to 15 miles off the coast of the mainland and i started doing some research and um uh, a couple of people have swam to South Manitou Island, but um, there's no one on record swimming to North Manitou Island, and there's just not a lot of things left in the world that no one, <laughs> nobody's done. Right. <laughs> uh, so I thought, hey, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, I want to give that a shot this summer, um, and, and I have some other longer swimming goals and ambitions, but uh, I kind of figured I'd start with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the plan was to to attempt the cycling record in July, have a full month to recover and kind of plan the next thing, and then do the swim to the island in August. Gotcha. Um, but getting hit by a car in May kind of rearranged those plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thankfully, uh, you know, I was so grateful that my legs weren't uh, really trashed from mm. the from the crash and in fact the very next day i was on my indoor cycling trainer um uh kind of trying to 
keep the fitness level up. Right. Um, and you know, I had to, I literally, um, because of all the nerves and muscles that connect to your elbow, right. I, I couldn't do anything like literally anything with my right arm. And I really couldn't even move a ton cause I really needed to keep it stabilized, especially mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks. Um, but I, had a sling and I could kind of ride carefully in a sitting up position <laughs> on a bike. So it's about the only thing I could do there for a while. Gotcha. And, and you know, to, to, I mean, it only makes sense that, that some of these plans were, were already in the works because, you know, if, if you hadn't been planning to, to swim seven, seven plus miles or, you know, <laughs> ride your bike 205 miles across the state, um, until you got hit by the car and then, you know, a, a handful of months later, you're going to go out and attempt these things, uh, that, that, you know, that timeline doesn't quite work, really work out very well. Um, but you know, I mean, it, so, so it only makes sense that, you know, you're going to rearrange the schedule a little bit, but to me, it would have made sense to be like, all right, well, these things are probably going to have to wait until next, next summer. Um, or maybe I could do the bike thing because I, like you said, you can still do some level of, of training. Um, but, but probably can't do much swimming while your elbow's healing. So, you know, that side of things, like, like to me, it'd be like, all right, well next summer I'll do the, I'll do the swim. Um, was there ever any thought of postponing it that much or, or was it, was it from, you know, from once you realized that, that for lack of a better way of saying it, you're going to be okay, that it wasn't anything more serious than it was. All right, well, let's just push it back a little bit and let's, uh, let's still plan to do that this year. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. Um, you know, the cycling, the cycling record, I kind of quickly doubled down on and thought, yeah, I think that can happen in September. But the, the swimming was really a complete unknown. I, I didn't, you know, I hoped I'd get full function back in my arm eventually, but it wasn't guaranteed. Um, you know, everyone throughout the process, um, has told me and still tells me cause I'm still, still rehabbing. My, right. my arm is not uh, fully all the way back yet still. Um, it's been almost six months. Um, so yeah, you know, they said I'd probably be able to do most things. I'd probably lose 10, 15 degrees of functionality. Um, but yeah, all of these things, you know, I didn't know what limitations might accompany, uh, the injury long-term, uh, certainly in the short term. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't positive how that translates to swimming, you know, how, how it affect my stroke. And, um, but swimming for me has, uh, I, I won't say, uh, always been, I didn't, I didn't love swimming really as a, like competitively as a kid, which is why I only swam two years in high school. Um, but kind of rediscovering it as an adult, um, it's, it's like, it's, it's my therapy. Like I, right. uh, it, you know, if I have, a something tweaked from running or cycling, like I just, I have to get in the pool and I, I kind of joke with my wife, not joke, uh, <laughs> proclaim to my wife that, you know, <laughs> that I just like need to go to the pool and get healed. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, because of that, um, my relationship with swimming in that way, uh, it made all the sense in the world to like try to get in the water as soon as I could. Um, you know, it's just such good, low impact, uh, movement. So, (laughs) you know, as soon as I was cleared for movement by my surgeon, um, 
you know, I, I literally was allowed to lift one pound mm. <laughs> of, of stuff. And I, I said, well, can I start swimming? <laughs> and, and he kind of looked at me like, what are you nuts? Um, but, and he kind of chuckled a little bit, but he got, he said, I mean, if you're able to, if you're able to swim, swimming would be awesome. Mm. Um, so, you know, kind of, kind of as soon as you can listen to your body, but it's low impact. So kind of do what you can in right. the water. And, um, so, you know, I, th- I think probably the next day I, uh, we live, uh, it's a little 18 acre lake in our neighborhood. I swim in a lot and got in the water and it was real awkward. I bet, I bet. <laughs> Cause at, at the time I literally had, uh, 39 degrees of motion in my arm, which my left arm has, uh, something like 150 degrees right, of right. motion. So super limited. Um, but it just felt good to, I, I, I kind of, um, I mostly swam with my left arm mm-hmm. and kind of really carefully took some real awkward, small strokes with my right arm. Um, but, uh, Loved it, and uh, within the first couple of weeks, kind of developed a kind of one-armed <laughs> butterfly <laughs> freestyle hybrid, <laughs> where, where it, uh, you know, by my second swim, you know, mm-hmm. I, I swam probably a mile, um, but mostly using my left arm, and my right arm was just kind of along for the ride. And I think I texted my brother. Um, after my second swim <laughs> and was like, I think I'm going to try to do the Manitou Island swim, even if I have to do it one armed. <laughs> wow. yeah. uh, so that, that kind of set that plan in motion and, um, still wasn't positive. I was going to be able to do it, but mm-hmm. figured, uh, uh, you know, doing both the cycling and, and swimming, um, record attempts kind of became a a big reason I wanted to do them this summer um, after the crash rather than waiting is I I just wanted to, I didn't want to waste time and I really wanted to redeem kind of, I didn't want the crash to take anything away from me. Um, So it was kind of important to get back on the horses as fast as I could. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, so, so kind of getting back in the water and, and not too much, you know, a couple months later, uh, heading, heading up to, uh, to sleeping bear dunes area and, and doing the, doing the swim. Um, you know, w- as, as it kept getting closer, was there, you know, how much level of, I mean, obviously swimming seven plus miles, um, I, I kind of feel like there's always a little bit of unknown of, of how it's going to go, but were you pretty confident going into it that, that you'd be able to do it or, or kind of, let's see how it goes or, or what was, what was it like on the day of on the day of the swim? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, I was confident, but, it, but it was a, a big question mark for sure. So, you know, my plan was to have, uh, <laughs> my initial plan, uh, when I was going to do the swim in August was to really have a lot more mileage under mm-hmm. my belt <laughs> from, from the summer. The furthest I had ever swam before, attempting to swim on september 20th was uh, a 5k wow. <laughs> 3.1 miles which is still um, a heck I, of a swim but that's that's nothing like 7.4 miles is what you ended right. up doing. yeah 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 um you know i i think on uh your podcast the other day you were you were talking about running your 
first marathon with a 14 mile long run, you know, it's yeah, kind of like that. Probably about except, the equivalent. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even more so like, a. I've run 10 miles. I right. I'm good for a 26. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. So it was that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, similar to the cycling thing, kind of the, the way, it, you know, uh, it, it, it's one of the reasons why I'm really intrigued by ultra running now as well. Um, just, it's just a totally different mindset. You know, it's not, I'm not racing. I'm, I'm kind of settling into a pace and, um, uh, fast is relative, but, right. um, yeah, so, but I wasn't sure it was more than twice as far as I'd ever swam. And the 5k, uh, I, I did a 5k something like 16 days before the, the swim, um, just to, <laughs> just to get a sense. Um, and, and the other thing, you know, I, I was averaging about seven miles a week. Um, so I, I was pretty confident that the load wouldn't be unbearable for my body um but uh hadn't put it all together yet um and then the crazy thing with open water swimming is you know conditions are just huge um and you can't there's no guarantees um lake michigan is giant uh, for for people who aren't from here (laughs) you know uh uh you know if you've never been to lake michigan it's it when you're standing on the shore you might as well be uh, standing on the ocean. It's right. 60 miles across to Wisconsin. It's a, it can be a gnarly body of water. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's something that, that people that don't live near the great lakes just don't understand because, you know, I, I grew up as, as, uh, some people may have heard, I grew up in Northern Michigan. I grew up in a town that literally is a, a port city on Lake Michigan. And, uh, you stand on, on the, on the beach there, Versus you stand on the beach in in Florida at, at Daytona Beach or at Clearwater Beach or you know pick your pick your ocean or saltwater body of water and other than the fact that the the, the water tastes different it's it looks completely the same you know there's yeah. there's some days where it's it's pretty flat there's some days when when the waves are are literally you know stories stories high if if the storm is bad enough and it's it's crashing on shore so um so yeah the the conditions. Uh, I mean, you know, that's, that's a game changer. If it's, if it's a bad day, if it's a windy day and there's lots of waves, like it's just, I mean, I'm, I don't know if, if what your contingency was or where you were as far as it has to be this, this, you know, level of, of waves and, and conditions, but you know, that's, that's certainly, uh, uh, you know, a, a variable that, that could have really derailed everything before it even got going. Yeah. Yep. hundred percent. So, uh, that was an unknown. And then, and then the water time, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason I was going to do it in uh, early August originally was the water temperature is a little more consistent than, uh, September 20, <laughs> the water could be very cold. Um, so I was really all of September. I, I figured, um, I wa- was going to wait to do the swim until September to make sure my body was ready. Um, so starting in early September, I started watching the weather and, um, and the water temperatures and, a week before the swim actually eventually happened, it was 48 degrees. The water was 48 degrees up there, which is too cold. Chilly. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did a, I did a triathlon in Wisconsin in Lake Michigan <clears throat> once, and the water was 48 degrees, and it was only a thousand meters, and they treated 18 people for hypothermia. So yeah. it, it it's cold. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and that was a thought, you know, that was, I was in the water for 
uh, you know, 12 minutes or something. Right. And, uh, it's about and, 10 and minutes longer than you would have ever wanted to be in that water. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, so, so to be in that that temperature water for three hours was not advisable. Yeah. Um, so it, literally, it was, you know, mid-September, um, water's 48 degrees, and we're running out of time. Uh, so I, I lit, at that point, I thought, shoot. It's probably not going to happen. Mm. Um, uh, I'm really bummed, but it's just too cold. And then, as often happens, uh, mid-late September, we get a little heat wave. and uh, The current and, changes? Uh, yeah, current changes. Uh, wind out of the southwest, uh, 70 to 80 degree days, and water warms back up. And uh, I had a little window <laughs> the crazy thing was the uh, the cycling <laughs> deal. We we were um, certifying our cycling record through WUCA, the World Ultra Cycling Association. Um, so there was you know a set route and right. um, established records, and you have to declare your date at least three weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so September 22, like, was the day of the cycling. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, of the cycling record, um, that we, we couldn't move that. We could move that one day before or after due to weather was mm-hmm. our only option. Um, so I, <laughs> uh, I was I was hoping to do the swim not within a week <laughs> <laughs> of, of the cycling, um, but just just the way the weather. Um, played out. Right. Uh, my option was to do it on the Friday, bef- two days before the wow. cycling, <laughs> wow. and um, which again was just like, oh man, pro- maybe not advisable, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was just the weather was looking perfect, and I'd been watching weather. <laughs> I, I've never watched the weather so much. So, <laughs> I bet. Uh, you know, it just, um, and, and the other thing was there, there's so many, I could talk for an hour about it and, and I won't, I'll try to, uh, <laughs> but there are so many details for the swim that had, had to line up. I needed a boat captain. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to, you know, it's a commercial shipping lane. I couldn't do it without support. Uh, I'm from Holland, um, which is on Lake Michigan, but it's, three hours south of mm-hmm. where I was leaving from. So I really needed a boat and a captain from the local. area up right. there. Yeah. So, um, when I saw the weather was going to turn, um, I had some contacts up there that I, um, had, you know, talked to about the swim. Um, but none of them were available that week. Uh, so, so literally, uh, I mean, I was calling every Marina, mm-hmm. uh, every, commercial boat every boat rental just saying hey (laughs) and is anybody willing to go with me or know somebody who's willing Mm -hmm. um and just striking out striking out and then finally uh, a day and a half before i ended up doing it um got connected with a guy who was uh uh, justin acker is his name had a has a 17 foot boston whaler (laughs) um which is not a big enough boat uh, if conditions were right, bad, right. but conditions were looking awesome and, um, he was, he was all about it. So literally a day and a half before the swim happens, wow. 
everything lined up. So it was, it was that close to not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, and I can't tell you, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have some, some pictures online and video, um, people can check out on johnornay.com, but that I've never seen the lake as calm as it was. Wow. It was absolutely insane. It was glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pictures, it's a mirror image of the sky and the water uh, wow. for two hours and 50 minutes. It was incredible. It's it, yeah. You know, obviously any big undertaking like that, the logistics have to work out. You have to have a lot of things that kind of fall into place with, you know, in, in your favor. Um, and, and there's, uh, I, I want to talk about the sub two relay, uh, certainly before yeah, yeah. We, we wrap up, <laughs> uh, but, but one last question, and I don't know if this is something you've thought of or not. Uh, but like you said, with, with the two events ended up being a couple, three days apart, as opposed to hopefully at least a month apart, which was like the original plan. Um, <laughs> right. Do you think, that if you hadn't had the accident in the spring, um, you know, do, do you think you still would have done gone through with both of them if it was just like, it was just kind of the way the weather shook out or, you know, but, but you hadn't had that, that brush with potential disaster, or do you think that that played into the, Hey, we're, let's just, you know, this is how it is. Let's do them both and, and, and go for it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably would have gotten them both done. Mm-hmm. Um, but they probably would have been a month apart and okay. it certainly wouldn't have been as exciting or epic feeling, right. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, my, especially my creative and storytelling friends, uh, were quick to remind me throughout the whole process that it was becoming a much better story. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's true. <laughs> and, and, and that's, that's just life. You know, mm-hmm. that's the, um, uh, you know, my, uh, I learned in my days touring too, you know, like the, when stuff goes wrong, uh, it really sucks, uh, in the moment. And also creates a much more memorable, uh, reality mm-hmm. uh you, you know the the stories that become our most cherished in life are the ones that are filled with adversity right. you know and bad breaks and uh if it's easy uh it it's not that interesting or memorable so right. uh <laughs> i, I would have loved skipping getting hit by a car 100%. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but you know that that four days became much more memorable and cherished uh, than you know the records a month of month part would have been. Um, and yeah, the, the cycling the cycling thing ended up uh, there were thunderstorms all day the day we were going to do it, so we had to push that back. Mm-hmm. I had a team of eight lined up and a crew of six. Uh, five of the eight couldn't do it on Monday, which was our only, like I said, we could only move it one day. None of the crew could do it. So I was scrambling, you know, I guess that even adds to the story down to the last Mm -hmm. minute on the swim and the, the bike, it almost didn't happen. And, uh, ended up recruiting a couple more riders and, uh, and support. And we ended up riding with five instead of eight of us. And we broke the record by over 54 minutes and, Got it done in eight seventeen with a twenty four point seven mile per hour average and another just awesome 
perfect day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, that that just became more memorable and cherished because of <laughs> just all kinds of unexpected right. things, starting with the crash and right. ending with a thunderstorm. So yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's it's crazy how that that works out and comes together. And then you know, kind of of. Uh, not trying to shortchange that story because yeah, I'm sure you could talk about it for another couple hours, and I could listen to it for another couple hours because it's it's uh, just how how all those things come together. But um, like I said, I want to talk about the sub two relay a little bit. So uh, I'm pretty sure that probably most people that are listening to this by now, you know, when this finally comes out in in early December, have heard that uh, you know about Kipchoge and and running the the sub two uh, for the marathon, and and you know you want to argue about the logistics and the validity of it, and whether or not it should be a world record, like whatever. That's that's a discussion for another day. But the the fact of the matter is that even with you know potentially tilting the odds in his favor, he went out, ran, still had to do it, still had to run whatever that ends up being <laughs> a, a four sixteen pace or something, something ridiculous like that for twenty six point two miles, um, and then and then. And I don't know where the timeline is here, and you can obviously correct me where I'm, I'm mistaken, but you see that happen sure. and you decide uh, to maybe try to do it as a relay? Or had you already kind of had that idea before it happened? Or or, or kind of what happened to where you put together and you, you help organize again, you know, getting logistics and getting people together? 26 people, if, if memory serves. Um, yeah. Maybe more, whatever. There's a bunch uh, of people yeah. to more go out and that, run. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um 200 meters at a time times 210 and try to run a marathon on a track in less than, in less than two hours. So how did, how did that whole thing come together? Yeah. Uh, it's good. Let's talk about running. Cause it's yes. a running podcast. Yes. I, at, I, at this I, point, we'll finally for, get into some running a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry listeners for uh, my other <laughs> escapades. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So the, uh, the missing piece, um, I, I really had three kind of big, goals for the year that the swimming the biking and then my initial plan was to put together a relay run from the southern border of michigan to the northern border which would have been 350 miles Mm. um so i was planning on doing that in october uh and that's the one thing that kind of got scrapped uh as a result of the uh crash and rearranged schedule um just because it would have been so labor intensive, right. uh, you know, it, tons of logistics put that together. So my plan is kind of recruit people all summer. Um, uh, so that didn't happen. Uh, but I really wanted to do, um, something running <laughs> since I, I love all three disciplines. So mm-hmm. wasn't sure what it was going to be, but I've been enamored with, uh, Elliot Kipchoge and the sub two, kind of journey since nike's attempt a couple of years ago right and uh so yeah i, I watched the uh i didn't watch it live that would have been 2 a.m but <laughs> right. i woke up woke up and uh found the youtube stream and uh watched it the next morning uh and yeah just such a amazing achievement and i thought uh one of the things that struck me is He's so graceful. It's just insane. Uh, it, yeah, you watch him run, and it, it was a 4:34 uh, mile average. But you watch him do it, and it just—you can't appreciate <laughs> the speed because it right. looks so easy. Right. Um, so I thought it would be a ton of fun to get a bunch of runners together. Um, a, see if we can match his time, um, but 
be just a showcase, like how insane right, right. <laughs> the pace is um, uh, for for those running it, and you know, for friends and family and community members who came out and watched it. Uh, it really gives you an appreciation when you see people who you consider to be good runners in your community kind of <laughs> running flat out mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just to run 200 meters at the pace. Uh, so yeah, it was awesome. We, we ended up having um, 45 runners came together. Uh, runners, it was just a free event. Uh, li- literally the, the day of his, <laughs> I watched the relay, or, I'm sorry, I watched the, his event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that afternoon I just whipped together a little website and a sign-up form. People could sign up for um, however many 200-meter legs they wanted to run, and uh, I ran 26 of them. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I ran the first 200 of every mile, um, which, again, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do. Right. <laughs> but uh, I wanted I wanted a little bit of a personal challenge involved for myself. Um, uh, but yeah, we got it done in, in one hour, 49 minutes and 32 seconds. It was oh. a ton of fun. Um, man, man, it's fast. <laughs> uh, and, and man, was I so, I was so sore. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I was incredibly sore the next day. I think um, I ended up averaging about 31 seconds per 200 when you average at least 34. Um, but that's like a, a broken ended up being about three and a half miles, but, mm-hmm. um, I was hoping to run a, a broken 5k in under 13 minutes, which I, which I just did. Right. <laughs> um, my body felt like it, uh, the next day, but yeah, tons of fun. And the crazy thing, uh, I actually, um, uh, I reached out to you obviously afterwards just cause I thought you'd get a kick out mm-hmm. of it. Um, I also, um, found an old email address for Elliot Kipchoge, <laughs> which he shared on Twitter in like 2012 or something. Mm. And, uh, uh, just for kicks, I was like, Hey, uh, you know, thanks for being an inspiration and just told him about the event and that we did it kind of to showcase just how incredible mm-hmm. his achievement was. And, and he, the dude actually responded to That's me. Awesome. Um, yeah, just like three sentence email, but you know, I, I thought, Hey, I'll, I'll throw, I'll just throw it out there for kicks and, yeah, he responded and uh, super gracious guy. Uh, just, just incredible. Tons of fun. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a, what a, what a cool event. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I I think where, uh, for me at least, like I can think about about. I, I mean, not that I can think about actually doing it, but but the the pace that it would be required and, and how much effort it is to to do twenty six point two miles in two hours. Um, yeah. But then yeah, to go out and and be like, all right, I'm gonna run that pace for for two hundred meters. And like, I think I could probably do it like, uh, like for 200 meters. Like, I don't know if right. I could do it for 400 <laughs> meters straight. Uh, I certainly don't think I could do it for 800 meters straight. And I know that I couldn't do it for, for a mile straight. And then, and, and he, him to just be able to do it mile after mile. So what a, what a, what a cool event and, and a good way to kind of, you know, check, check all three of those boxes between the swim, the bike, and then the run for, for the year. Um, I know we're getting, getting short on time, John, but, um, what's what's next uh, i know you you said you got some plans i don't know how much you want to share and obviously if you want to keep some things closer to the vest nothing wrong with that but but what sure. you, know, you got plans for the winter you got plans for next summer what's 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 the uh you know the, the life of adventure looking like going forward yeah so uh so the thing that the that the 
crash did do. Uh, on, on the one hand, I just followed through and did a couple of things I was planning on doing anyway. Um, but it really um, kind of lit a fire under me to continue pursuing uh, things that I think are awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of, uh, for the next, for the foreseeable future, my goal is to do one thing a month that uh, that I'm proud of. Mm. Um, you know, it's, uh, you could describe it as epic or exciting or whatever, but, uh, just my definition is just something I'm proud of. So, um, this month I'm switching gears and actually, uh, heading back to the studio, uh, to return to my music roots, which I've neglected the past, uh, significantly since having kids. I have a nine and seven year old. Um, so I'm going to create some music this year and uh, record a song actually with my wife for the first time, which is exciting for me and her. Um, and then, uh, but I, I have a lot of, <laughs> and part of the reason is it's cold here. Uh, I, I should have mentioned that at the beginning, <laughs> if my voice sounds kind of funny, um, I'm walking around outside while, while we're chatting, uh, just because I like walking and chatting. It's currently one degree here. <laughs> That that qualifies um, as cold. That 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 yeah. absolutely qualifies. So forgive uh, any sniffling you hear and the crunching of ice under my feet. It's uh, and and to put into perspective, I I did the uh, I did that swim less than two months ago. So I, it <laughs> it was I had a narrow window. I had to get it done because right because now it's very cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, you know, that 48-degree water might feel halfway warm, you know, if you got in it right now. <laughs> hey, I would take it right now, you bet. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I still, uh, I, I fat bike ride in the winter, and I, I trudge along on the trails when I can, <laughs> when they're clear enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of indoor swimming and whatnot, but I'm, I'm planning a bunch of crazy fun things for next year. So, um I have my eye on a couple um, FKTs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I'd like to uh, to try to tackle one fastest known time trail run next year, um, which will be a, a long distance uh, trail run, probably on the North Country Trail here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple different sections. One of them con- I'm considering is the. Uh, uh, is in the UP, the Pictured Rocks. It's about a 45-mile um, trail run. There's a, it's, it's a pretty quick time already, so it'll, it'll be a challenge. Right. But uh, that's one of the things I'm considering. I haven't totally landed on which route I'm going to do. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to tackle a, an FKT trail run as part of my uh, season next year. Also hoping to swim across the entire Lake Michigan. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to do that one similar to the, well, uh, a little dissimilar, uh, you know, the cycling we are all riding the whole time, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm hoping to do it relay style with, okay. uh, four or five other swimmers. So we'll each be swimming to, uh, 10 to 12 miles of it, but, um, but it'll, it'll be it's still substantial. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's, it'll, it'll be through the night, mm-hmm. um, It'll, you know, take us likely 20 to 24 hours. And, uh, you know, I was gifted an amazing three-hour 
window this year. Right. <laughs> um, the chances of, you know, the, the lake is never calm in no, the middle no. of the lake. <laughs> so uh, I'm expecting some adversity with that one. Um, and then I'm uh, hoping to uh, pursue a 100-mile um, cycling record uh, next year, which will be shorter but faster than what I did this year. So, um, yeah, those are kind of the, my th- three of the goals for the three right. disciplines next year. And then I got a, a list of other crazy things I'm going to tackle. That's <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, it's just, it just, you know, in, inspiring and, and something that um, hopefully those that, that have hung on through all the swimming talk and the, the cycling talk and, and <laughs> gotten to this point, you know, can just kind of wrap their head around, like maybe maybe swimming across Lake Michigan, maybe doing a, an FKT or whatever, doing some of those things, maybe not isn't for them, but you right. know, find something that you can push yourself with a little bit, push yourself out of your comfort zone, make yourself proud and, and get after it. So, uh, John, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to following along and, um, just kind of seeing how, how, you know, the next, however long, you know, months, years, uh, how it all continues to shake out and and the things, the adventures that you continue to do. And, uh, hopefully, you know, at some point we can, we can line up maybe when I'm back up North visiting family, we can, we can get together for, uh, a few miles or sit down and, or, or or go for a walk and, and record another one of these while we're walking, Yeah, Uh, yeah. but but maybe not in uh, one degree weather. Maybe we'll, we'll do it in the summertime when it's a little more comfortable. But, uh, as, as we're wrapping up, I'll, I'll ask uh, a quick philosophical question, uh, just so we can, we can make it official that I I did do the the philosophical thing here at the end. Um, but, uh, just, just curious, um, why, and I, I know it kind of goes back to, to, you know, the injury and living life by, by your own terms, but or actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go a different route. Um, and I thought about asking this earlier and it kind of slipped my mind. So this would make a good philosophical question. Um, what was it like getting back on the bike for the first time, um, and out on the road after the, after the accident? Was there, was there trepid? I'm sure there was a little bit of trepidation and, and maybe there was obviously some trepidation before that as well, but, um, how did you kind of overcome that? And, and what was that, what was that experience like, um, getting back out there and, and riding with the traffic again after, after getting hit the first time. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, honestly, it was, uh, the first time I rode by myself, um, was, I was very anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I still am. Um, so I, I wish I could, I wish I could say I, I'm brave and not afraid. <laughs> uh, I think that would be borderline no, foolish was, if you just, you know, if you live through what you did and then be like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, it's going to be a little... Sorry, go ahead. Right, right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm much more hesitant about riding by myself. I, I think I've only done one ride by myself mm-hmm. since. Um, uh, so I, I just feel so much safer in a group, more visible. Um, right. For better or for worse, we live in a super distracted uh time and driving history mm-hmm. um so yeah no i was i was uh you know I, fear is <laughs> fear is definitely um still there um uh yeah i, I guess that's the the short answer right. of, of that question um it, it was frightening and the other thing too you know when i first got on the road um you know i've, I've gained a lot of mobility back um, with my arm, but, uh, my first several rides, I, I was still riding quite crooked because uh, my arm 
couldn't straighten. Um, so it was, uh, it, it's been a journey, uh, getting back to normal, um, and, uh, continues to be a journey, but, um, you know, I, I love what you said. Um, and I want to reiterate, you know, for, for the listener, uh, you know, my goals are, um, you know, to, to do things that I'm proud of. Um, and I'm, uh, my wife and I are both health coaches, um, really want to drive that home. Like, you know, uh, it's all relative what our goals are, what we think is awesome or epic or just fun. Uh, we have different ideas of fun, but, um, you know, totally that I'm a, I'm a weird eclectic dude. Um, uh, but man, I, I love seeing other people just, uh, going out and doing their, uh, idea of fun. And it was super cool. You know, the sub two relay, um, seeing runners and non-runners in our community as, uh, and then two weeks between <laughs> when we launched the idea and when it actually happened, just hearing people say like, I wonder if I could do it, you know? And, right. um, it was cool seeing, non-running friends uh meet me at the track <laughs> to get timed and see like uh how fast is that right kind of gain an appreciation and then i had um two friends who are who are not runners and um uh and and didn't quite make the split the first week and they're like i'm gonna work at it and you know <laughs> over two weeks they uh they got to the point where they could just squeak out mm-hmm. a 34 second 200 and were really pumped and proud to be able to be part of the event so right. um you know whatever your awesome is whatever makes you proud like get after it keep getting after it and uh it makes for an awesome life yeah couldn't couldn't have said it better so i'm not gonna try once again guys if you want to follow along with with john and his adventures it's john ornay.com j-o-n-o-r-n-e-e.com twitter and instagram same handle both places at john ornay disruns.com slash 794 is the link for the show notes today we'll have everything linked up there photos and, and all the all the nine yards disruns.com slash 794 so uh john thank you for uh for taking the time thanks for for reaching out and, and just i mean you weren't even trying to, to pitch yourself on the show you were just telling me about the event and i was like oh my gosh we gotta talk about this so uh thank you for for making the time uh i hope you have you a, a great uh, a great rest of of the year 2019 and, and an, uh, just an awesome 2020 and certainly like i said hope our, our paths can cross someday down the road but uh thanks thanks for much of the time and, and all the best going forward hey thanks a ton looking forward to more adventures all right guys thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show hope you enjoyed the conversation between john and myself i know it was a little less running talk than than usual but hopefully the ad- adventure talk um, was was I, I guess if you didn't find it useful, you're not listening to this right now, right? So uh, thank you for for putting up with it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it uh, as inspiring and and just I mean so many things, so many things from today's episode that uh, that, that I could list as takeaways. I'll only list one, but uh, I'd be curious to know what your takeaway was. Uh, I'd be curious, especially since. Like I said, there's so many things that there's a pretty good chance that your takeaway will be different than mine. So I would love to hear your takeaway, but first I'll let you know what mine is. Um, my takeaway was was something that John mentioned there towards the end, and you know, kind of this idea of of you know living life kind of on his terms now. And, and he said that his goal is to do something each month that makes him proud. Um, and and 
I don't know exactly why that that landed with me so so hard so strongly, um, but I'll try to unpack it. Still, I'm still working through this. You know, even after recording this and then listening back through it again, as as getting it prepared to to put out, um, and I'm probably still will be working through this once the show is released, and I'll listen to it again. But I think that if if I'm honest. That sometimes the things that I do from a running perspective, um, some of the goals that I set, um, even even some of the ones that are, are kind of unspoken, but they're kind of things that I'm working towards and I, I don't make a public deal about them. If I'm honest, I think that some of those goals, some of those ambitions, some of those things that I'm, I'm doing are for validation from you guys from the outside world. Um, I, I think sometimes I maybe get caught up in, not that, not that I'm trying to, to win you all over or win other people over by the, the, the things that I do, but I think that sometimes that's, again, if I'm honest and, it, it, and working through this, and, and I hate to say it like this way, but, but being, being forthcoming it's like what what will impress other people as opposed to what will make me proud. And so when John said that that his goal now is to do something each month that he's proud of, it was just like, oh, yeah. When was the last time I did something that I, I really was proud of? Something that, that I really set out to do as a personal challenge that wasn't, wasn't something that I was posting on social media or talking about somewhere else or, or had hyped up beforehand. And obviously with, with, you know, doing the show and coaching and building the, the quote unquote Diz runs empire. Um, you know, I kind of live my life a little bit more in the public eye, if that's, if that's the right way of saying it, but you know, I, I post more on social media. I'm doing some of those types of things and that's okay. Of course but maybe I need to be more intentional about setting some of those goals and then documenting them, sharing them. But the initial setting needs to be things that make me proud. Things that, that I'm not worried about what y'all think, what other people think. I can still share it. I can still tell y'all about it. I can still post about it and promote it and talk about it and, and whatever. But instead of setting those goals based on, will this will this be something that that other people think is cool? Or, and I don't know that I'm ever intentional about doing that, but I think that maybe there's something that that happens there. I would like to see myself in 2020 be more intentional about what am I going to do? Whether it's this month, whether it's it's this quarter, what am I going to do? That's just that's just something that I'm proud of. Something that's for me. Probably many months, it will be something that's not running related. Maybe not business related. Maybe something, something for my wife, something for my daughter, something for me. That's, that's outside of the running side of things. I don't know. My, my, my head's still spinning on this one. I'm still, I'm still chewing on it, but uh, that's, that's my takeaway. This idea of, of doing something again, whether it's per month, per, per quarter, whatever, but doing things that, that make me proud, that make me proud of myself. 
I like that idea. I like that idea. And it's something that, uh, definitely gonna, gonna look to, uh, add to the mix next year and, and well, well beyond that. So that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? What was something that we talked about that really, <laughs> really stuck with you? And there's probably several things, but uh, I would love to hear at least one of them. You can share two, three, four of them with me if you want to at Diz runs on Twitter at Diz runs on Instagram. Of course you can head over to the show notes for today's episode. Dizruns.com slash seven. What are we? Seven, nine, four. I think, is that what I said earlier? Yeah. Seven, nine, four. Dizruns.com slash seven, nine, four. We got links. We got show notes. We got, uh, all of the things, photos, all that good stuff. And of course there's that comment bar. So you can share your, your comments and your feedback and what your takeaway was. Dizruns.com slash seven, nine, four. You can also shoot an email. Dizruns at gmail.com. I'm happy to, happy to take your feedback pretty much anywhere you're willing to give it. So let me know. Uh, always love to hear those types of things. And uh, last but not least, don't forget if you're if you're looking at maybe thinking about getting a coach for 2020, I would love to at least be part of the consideration. You know, I don't know how many spots I'll have available. To be quite honest, uh, the coterie is right about at its at its threshold. Uh, might have room for one more. Although people, you know, people come and go, so maybe I'll have a couple people that that leave for one reason or another that'll open a couple spots. Um, but uh, if you're interested, let me know, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, Dizruns.com slash coaching is the link for all of the different coaching options that are available. And if one seems like it might be right for you, let's talk. Let's talk. And uh, maybe, maybe hopefully, I can help you, uh, you know, take things to the next level, break through that plateau, whatever it is that you're uh, thinking about working with someone for. Love to, uh, to have the opportunity to help you in 2020. So uh, if you have any questions, of course, let me know as well. But uh, anyway, this, is, this got to be a little bit of a long one, but uh, hopefully it was worth it. Uh, it could have been much longer because I could have talked to John for a lot longer because just, I mean, wow, what an amazing dude doing some awesome things. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed hearing about some of those things. And, and I would love to hear what kind of awesome things you've got planned in 2020 as well. But until then, uh, certainly thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, hit the share button, send it, share it with a friend, tell somebody else about it. Uh, but until next time, be well, take care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.